Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I can do mindset. Life is what you put into it. Get the most you can. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Hello and welcome to a new episode of I Can Do. I am Benjamin Lee. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today on our show, we have Nathan Morrison. Nathan has been preaching for over 20 years. He is the full-time evangelist at the Courthouse Church of Christ in Richmond, Virginia, and has preached there for over five years. He and his wife, Becky, have been married for 21 years. They have two children, a daughter, age 17, and a son, age 15. I had the opportunity to spend quite a bit of time with Nathan. I was in Richmond, Virginia a few weeks ago. It was a great time. We had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. Nathan took me around. I think we got about nine miles of walking in during that day. We went to the Spy Museum. We had a little bit of extra time. Now, we weren't able to tour the museum, but we went into the gift shop. As we were going into the gift shop, Nathan, he asked me, I wonder if they have Hushai in any of these books. Now, for those who may not know, Hushai is a man that we read about in the Old Testament. We are going to read about and hear from Nathan today how Hushai was a friend of King David. Now, the story gets even better from here. As I was talking to Nathan about Hushai, why he would be in the spy museum, he went on to share with me this story that we read about in the Old Testament. He also shared with me how the CIA used this story to help train some of their agents, or I guess all of their agents, to become agents of influence. So this podcast episode is called The CIA and the Bible. So I want you to stay tuned. I want you to listen carefully, open up your Bible, Take some notes. You can find everything we're going to talk about here on the CIA website. They released this particular article in 1994 as they talked about Hushai, this man that we read in the Old Testament, who was an agent of influence. Here we go. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. <clears throat> it's been great. We are actually recording this show, this episode here. It's the last day of a gospel meeting that I'm holding here in Richmond, Virginia. And I've had almost, I guess, a week of uh, spending time with Nathan here. Really appreciate you, brother, and your family. The opportunity with the congregation here um, teaching the gospel and the the many adventures that we are accumulating together. So thank you for uh, opening up your home and your time. There was something, Nathan, you and I went to Washington, D.C., and we went to a museum. If you have not been to this museum, we didn't get a chance to go because all the tickets were booked, but it was called the Spy Museum. Mm. And we were just walking around. They had a gift shop. We could go in there. So I was looking at some books. <clears throat> Nathan mentioned to me, I wonder, do they have the story of Hushai in that book? So I responded, or I was thinking, what do you mean, do they have this story? So this was a book on the CIA. I think it had, I don't know if it was like a book that talked about different secrets or stories, but you began to talk about Nathan Hushai, a man that we read in the Old Testament. Now, some of us may not be familiar with who he is 
where he is found. So just kind of walk us through first, who was Hushai and what's the significance of his story? Why would he end up in a spy museum in Washington, D.C., of all places? We're introduced to Hushai in 1 Chronicles 27, 33. It reads, Ahithophel was counselor to the king, and Hushai the archite was the king's friend. We know from Joshua 16 and verse 2 that archites were Canaanites. So right away we know Hushai is not an Israelite. He's not Jewish. And yet in this passage of 1 Chronicles 27, it mentions, if you go back a ways, all the different members of David's cabinet. And then we come to verse 33, Hushai the archite was the king's friend. And you ask, what did he do? Well, the CIA had a file on Hushai the archite that they declassified in 1994. Wow. And they have it labeled as the first recorded influence agent. Mm. And they actually taught the tale of Hushai the archite in their covert ops classes. And this was declassified in 1994. Lucky for us, this story was declassified by God thousands of years ago <laughs> as it's recorded for us in uh, 2 Samuel 16. Yeah, when you told me this, my mind was blown. And we actually have the printout here from the CIA website. It's so interesting because it says the influence agent in biblical times. So it's fascinating. I think this is a great piece or story to share with a lot of people too, especially our young people. We can dive into that a little bit more. Walk us through how walk us through the story of Hushai. How is he described with respect to David? What's the relationship? What did he do that got the CIA's attention to share his story in their training? The CIA has the first section titled The Situation. The situation is David's uh, very handsome, very popular son, Absalom, has risen against him. And Second uh, Samuel chapter 15, by the time we get to the end of that chapter, it's one of the darkest hours in David's life. He's on the run from his son, leaving his city after his namesake, the city of David. He's on the run with all his people, all his mighty men. Uh, his mighty men told him they would stay and fight, but David said, uh, ever the shepherd ever the shepherd king and God's anointed, he said it would be too dangerous for the people. There would be a lot of collateral damage. Mm -hmm. So at the end of 2 Samuel 15, we find David the king, God's anointed, on the run from his upstart son who has tried to usurp his authority. That's the situation. Okay. Then we come to what the CIA has the section section labeled mounting the operation. <laughs> this is at the end of 2 Samuel 15 verses 31 to 37. Uh, David's on the run, and Hushai says, I'm going with you. And David says, no. And it's interesting, because there's a whole other lesson could be talked about Ittai the Gittite. Ittai says, let me go with you. David says, no, you have all your little ones with you. It's safer here. Ittai insists. David not only takes Ittai with him, but makes him one of his four generals in the inevitable fight against Absalom. Hushai says, I'm going with you. And David says, no, I need you to go back into the court of Absalom and confound uh, his, his uh, advisors. Well, Absalom's advisor is the traitor Ahithophel, Bathsheba's grandfather, mm -hmm. who it says of Ahithophel, his counsel was as if, as if you listened to the word of God. Mm. And David prayed a prayer on the run out of his city. He said, O oh God, confound the wisdom of Ahithophel, make him... 
Make his counsel as if from the foolish ones. Wow, yeah. What David didn't know was by sending Hushai back, God was going to answer that prayer with mm-hmm. Hushai the archite. Mm-hmm. So that's mounting the operation. Then the CIA has a section titled Capturing the Dupe. <laughs> this was a very dangerous operation for Hushai. In 2 Samuel 16, 15 to 23, Absalom was surprised, as was Ahithophel, to see Hushai mm-hmm. come because he was well known as the king's friend. Mm-hmm. Absalom says to him, were you not loyal to my father? Hushai's answer is, I am loyal to the, God, to the king, the God's anointed. Mm-hmm. Whoever God has anointed, he will I serve. As I served your father, I will serve you. Yes. Ahithophel is very wary of this. But Absalom seems to think, ah, I'm the king. I've even mm-hmm. got the king's friend going to serve me. So he appealed to Absalom's pride. And that is why the CIA has it uh, listed as capturing the dupe. That's why I think this is so interesting as well, how being this uh, uh, agent, this influence, influence agent, agent the, the tendencies, he knew the tendencies of Absalom. So he knew how to persuade him or to get him to have that buy-in to to listen to his counsel. Right. The CIA has it listed as an influence agent that you capitalize on the frailties and weaknesses of people. And one of the weaknesses of Absalom certainly was his pride. So somebody may be listening listening to this and they may be saying, all right, I don't know, this may be a little bit of a stretch. Let me just read to you and then we'll get to the, the, the last few points that you have here. Uh, the CIA article, since the publication of the study's article, Wanted and uh, Integrated Counterintelligence in the summer of 1963, there has been an increase of community interest and concern about that most dangerous and least publicized of all agents, the agents of influence. Accordingly, it seems appropriate to review the story of the first influenced agent operation on record and they go on to talk about what you're talking about nathan second samuel 15 through 18 so these points you're making about the situation mounting the operation capturing the dupe this is how valuable this story was for the cia to say no wait we can learn something about agents that can be influential and turn the tide or turn mindsets and things like that and and teach how to in, how to capitalize on people's weaknesses mm-hmm. and influence them. Yeah. Because remember, Absalom has Ahithophel, yeah. whose word was like listening to the word of God. Yeah. And wh- why, why wouldn't Absalom listen to him? What are your thoughts with that? Absalom does listen to him. Ultimately, he's going to choose Hushai, as we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But he does have Ahithophel. That is a huge blow to David, which yeah. is why David says... Uh, dear God, make his wisdom as if it's from the foolish ones. Okay. So turn his wisdom into foolishness. Yeah. Uh, well, his his we're going to get there when we talk about the influence operation. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Ahithophel does give his advice, and it's very sound strategically, militarily, and everything. Uh, Absalom is absolutely floored that Hushai is there and asks, why didn't you go with my father? That's what everyone would have expected. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, whoever uh, is king, I will serve him. So he said, I served in my father's presence. I will serve in your presence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Puffing Absalom's pride up even further. So then we get to 
the influence operation, and I want to underscore, as the CIA does, how dangerous this is. He is behind enemy lines <laughs> because he is not loyal to Absalom. He is loyal to David. That's right. That's right. Uh, this uh, One of the things about this covert mission is one of friendship. And that's why when in a, in a chapter full of David's cabinet, we come to Hushai the Archite, the king's friend. Yeah. Where are his loyalties? So we get to the influence operation. And uh, the CIA has it li- listed as the influence operation in 2 Samuel 17, 1 to 14. David is on the run. His men are ragged. They are tired. They are exhausted. They are not at their physical peak. So Ahithophel gives his counsel first. He tells Absalom, give me 12,000 men. I will chase them down like dogs while they're tired. I will not let them rest and I will wipe them out. And I will strike, I alone will strike down the king, King David. So it does not, the guilt is not born on anyone else. Mm-hmm. I will bring back all the people of Israel to you, Absalom, who would be kept safe from harm mm-hmm. from the fighting. Mm-hmm. So Absalom would be kept in Jerusalem. Ahithophel would take on all the fighting responsibilities himself. Yeah. And he would run David down like the dog that Ahithophel thought he was. And uh, he betrayed the Lord's anointed just as Judas later betrays the Lord's anointed and betraying Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Ahithophel and Judas have this similarity here. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between Ahithophel and Judas. There's someone else who has Absalom's attention. Mm-hmm. Absalom also wonders, uh, what would Hushai say? He knows my father really well. He's, mm-hmm. He was his friend. Mm-hmm. So if you want to read it, 2 Samuel 17, 1 to 4 is Ahithophel's yeah. counsel. Uh, Hushai gives his counsel in verses 5 through 14. His counsel goes a lot longer than Ahithophel's <laughs> because he's going to use terrible advice but give flattery in giving it. He plays upon Absalom's vanity, his arrogance, his insecurity, and even his fears. Uh, perhaps the greatest weakness that he exploits in his advice is Hushai exploits Absalom's fear. What was his fear? The mighty men. David is on the run with the mighty men. Now you can go and look in 2 Samuel 23 and see the legendary exploits of the mighty men. Uh, But these guys were legends even in their own lifetimes. Uh, uh, Hushai tells Absalom, yes, it's true. He points to Ahithophel in my mind. He points to Ahithophel and says, yes, it's true. David, the king is tired. His men are tired, but he has with him the mighty men. And you just go and read what the mighty men were known for doing in 2 Samuel 23. Hushai is saying, these guys are legendary. Mm-hmm. They were known to stopping hundreds of people all by themselves. You will not catch them unsurprised. You know, you're not going to catch them by, not, not unsurprised. You will not catch them by surprise. Yeah. You will not catch them ragged. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on their toes. The mighty men are going to wipe you out. And what a trophy <laughs> it would be to David to kill the new king. Mm-hmm. And so he reminds him of two things. He reminds him of David's valor in battle. David was a warrior king, let's not forget. Then he reminds him of the mighty men, legendary in their time. 2 Samuel 23, 1 Chronicles 11, uh, absolutely extraordinary chapters of men of unparalleled. David's men are mighty, but as Ahithophel said, they are very weary, they're discouraged. And if Absalom had waited, he would have found them ripe for the picking. But... He plays up Absalom's role in the fighting. Ahithophel says, Absalom, you stay behind in safety. 
I will strike down the king. Mm. Hushai tells Absalom, will you wait? We'll gather all the people of Israel together and in a much larger army than 12,000 on the fly men. We will chase him down. And then Absalom, O king, you will strike down your father David. In the eyes of all Israel, you will be king. So he's, he's, he's playing or using his fear. Now he's using his pride. Yes, and not only his pride of killing David, he says you get to kill you. We'll capture him. You get to kill all those loyal to David. Mm -hmm. So imagine the scene he paints for Absalom. Here's this usurper. He chases down the rightful king slays him and all those who are loyal to him, it sends a very powerful message throughout all Israel. I am the king. You're the king, yeah. So we have the situation, mounting the operation, capturing the dupe, the influence operation. Because, what happened next? Oh, go ahead, yeah. Because we read 2 Samuel 15, 31, the deception worked. Mm. God worked through Hushai to answer David's prayer against Ahithophel. Absalom and all his military commanders said Hushai's advice was even better than Ahithophel's. And they are saying that as well, working on their pride too. Yep, because they all get a part in killing those loyal to David. Yeah. So Ahithophel, he sees the writing on the wall, so to speak. He goes home, puts his house in order, and commits suicide. Wow. Because he already knows what's going to happen. And he does not want to face David's wrath when it all goes down. So then the espionage action is the, the next section that the CIA has labeled. Mm -hmm. We can read of this uh, uh, event, 2 Samuel 17, 15 to 22. Uh, Hushai was, he laid his life on the line. One slip and his life is over. Uh, but this is the cloak and dagger part of the mission. This is where <laughs> it really picks up. Yeah. Once the deception worked, the info still needed to get to David. Uh, so here we see the secret mission unfold. He utilizes David's network of spies through the sons of Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Their sons are Jonathan and Ahimaaz. You read, them, read about them, 2 Samuel 15, 24 to 29. David was truly blessed to have a few people still in Jerusalem willing to take a chance to help him in his time of need. He had Hushai, Zadok, Abiathar, their two sons, Jonathan and Ahimaaz, and who sent a message through an unnamed girl. This unnamed girl, <laughs> chapter 17, verse 17, takes a message. And then once they get the message, they have to flee the city. Wow. And an unnamed woman hides Jonathan and Ahimaaz in a well or cistern from Absalom's forces who come and somehow they got tipped off. And they come and they ask her if she's seen anybody. And she says, no, and if they were, I think they went that way. <laughs> As she points the opposite direction, she gets the two men out of the well, they get on their way, and they get the message to David not to rest where David was resting, to yeah. go further beyond the Jordan River to safety. Mm -hmm. And so all this deception adds to the intensity of the account. It reminds us that sin causes strife and danger even in the lives of the righteous, and a whole lesson could be talked on about the ethics of situational ethics in war where uh, the woman had to lie, just as Rahab once had the lie mm -hmm. to, to protect the two spies in Canaan. Yeah. Here, this woman lied to protect the two sons of the priest, Zadok and Abiathar. I'm going to have to have you back on the show so we can dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. But after the espionage action, what's next? Uh, CIA has it labeled the payoff. 
Here's what happens. King David and his men were given that rest because Absalom is waiting for the call to arms to go out to all Israel. And while he's being, while he's waiting, uh, a man in his family, uh, Barzillai, Barzillai, he comes and brings gifts to David and his men, 2 Samuel 17, 27 to 29. And we're told that David and his men are refreshed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Again, who does David have with him? The mighty him? men. The mighty men. Benaya. They now have yes. strength. They have strength. <laughs> they have fortitude. And so the CIA records David's victory over Absalom's rebellion as the payoff in 2 Samuel 18. David picks the battlefield, the woods of Ephraim, mm-hmm. where we read in 2 Samuel 18 that the woods claimed more lives that day than even the sword. Yeah. Uh, if if Ahithophel had chased David down, Ahithophel would have chosen the battlefield and the ground. It, it would have all been in Ahithophel's favor. Mm-hmm. With Absalom waiting, David gets refreshed. David chooses the terrain for the battle, and they make very short work of Absalom and his men. Mm-hmm. Absalom's flowing hair that he cut once a year and weighed at five pounds, the source of his vanity and pride was the source of his downfall. Wow. His hair got caught in a branch. And as he dangled there, despite David's command to let him live, Joab, the commander, took three spears, stabbed him in the chest, and then ordered his men and like 10 other guys throw spears into Absalom, and they throw him in a pit, and he's given a pauper's burial, not even the burial of a prince that was due him. When you shared all of this with me with the CIA, and I appreciate you going through all of that, it, it really stood out to me. I know I've read this story before, reading through the Bible, and you know, we can hear these stories, but adding this element of knowing that our government has been reading the Bible and <laughs> reading these war stories yeah. to, to learn lessons and then teaching these agents, I think it adds another element. Maybe sometimes we're missing something with respect to quickly viewing these stories or saying, well, yeah, I know that was in the days of Israel and yeah, you had these battles, but it's nothing like today. But the CIA is saying, no, it is. It's exactly it's like very today. important. It's very important, so much so that we're teaching this story of what this looks like to be an agent of influence. So one of the things that we had talked about, Nathan, on the way home Saturday night from uh, D.C. was what a great story to tell our children. Sometimes we can, you know, the, these Bible stories, again, we can see all these different things in entertainment and movies and games. But these stories are so exciting and they're you know, what's going to happen next? You know, who's going to survive? Who's going to make it out of this? What are some of your final thoughts with some of the takeaways that we can learn from the CIA's perspective of taking this time to break all of this down and just maybe some other takeaways for us as we read the Bible? Two takeaways before I mention the CIA, and that is uh, never forget the power of prayer. David's prayer was answered uh, through his friend, Hushai an influence agent who is loyal, wise, and trustworthy to David. And let's not forget, he was wise. He, he picked his timing. He waited till Absalom asked for advice. He didn't go, let me give you my advice before Ahithophel. No, no, he let Ahithophel go. Then he gave his. Uh, he chose, he made a difficult choice. Uh, in First Chronicles 27, 33, in David's impressive cabinet, we read Hushai the Archite was the king's friend. Mm. And so as you read that, and you ask yourself, what did he do? Well, now you know. He risked his life, put it on the line, putting his trustworthiness and, and his friendship to the test for David. 
And he made a difficult choice, the popular king or the God's anointed on the run. He chose God's anointed over the usurper and he was counted as him as a friend. And he's listed for all time, 1 Chronicles 27, 33, Mm -hmm. as the king's friend. You know, most of us don't have friends who are kings or queens, but what do we do for one another? How willing, how far are we willing to go for one another? Uh, One of my biggest takeaways is I'm reminded of John 15, 13 to 14, when Jesus said, uh, greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. And then he says, you're my friends if you do what I command you. How loyal are we to Jesus? To put it all on the line for him, no matter what he asks us. This was a difficult task that David asked Hushai to do. And Hushai carried it out. He did it for his king. And for the CIA to recognize the value and break it down this way, it truly, like you said, makes the story exciting. (laughs) It does. And it'd be an exciting story for our young people. These are not just boring stories. This is a historical account. And the CIA recognized it. It says they call him the first recorded influence agent. (laughs) And there's value to that. But there's even more value, even more than what the CIA recognized, of the value of influence, the value of friendship. Yes. He's labeled for all time as the king's friend. Yeah. And Jesus tells us how we can be his friend. And so I'm just encouraged by what Jesus said, that we can be counted as a friend to Jesus Amen. when we do what he asks us to do. Amen. Nathan, thank you so much for that. I appreciate your time, brother. Love you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for breaking this story down. This has been fantastic. And my, my pleasure. I've enjoyed doing it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you are in the need or looking for more motivation in your life, feel free to check out my website, benjaminlee.blog, where you can find hundreds of encouraging motivational blog posts on a variety of subjects. You can find all of my books, which can also be found on amazon.com and other podcast interviews with a variety of people. I hope this helps. Please leave me a rating and a review. I can do, and so can you. Take care, and God bless.